welcome. Welcome back to the Russian monastery. <laughs> We're talking about Russian monks, especially Zosima here. So, of course, we had to start with some chant. <laughs> uh, so, we are supposed to be finishing... We're a little behind schedule, but that's fine. Just a little, just a little. Just a little. But I don't think, I mean, some people, if we're, if we're behind schedule, it's for those people that have already read ahead and finished the book. <laughs> <laughs> Which there are those people. Because I think if you're on schedule, you probably went ahead. <laughs> paradoxical as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Right. Uh, so for most people, you're like, wait, we're behind schedule? I thought. <laughs> just well, slightly. Was... Just slightly. Not that bad. But uh, so so for uh, for podcasting purposes, Father Zosima is still living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for reading purposes, probably not. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is, the, this is the, the end of Father Zosima's life that we're going to talk about today. Um, and... Uh, Mainly his recollections of his youth and his um, exhortations to the monks as he's dying. Um, I, you know, as I read this, I, I've been thinking, I've already been thinking I have to assign Dostoevsky my spiritual theology class at some point. No, no you can't because I assigned it in my ethics class. Well, I'm not going to assign all of the Brothers K. So if you're going to okay, do that, okay. I'm not going to do that. Um, and I was thinking, actually, actually, I, I, I was just talking to a seminarian um, last week, uh, and uh, the priest that he's assigned to for the for the uh, summer. Summer. Uh, he looked at my my kids and he said, "All right, kids, give advice to a future priest. What's your advice? What's your advice?" And the kids were all shy, didn't want to say anything. Finally, Mary. Spoke up and said that he needed to be authentic, and he goes, "Okay, now that a kid's given advice, parents give advice." <laughs> and uh, my advice was, "Read the Brothers Karamazov." <laughs> and he said, "I have," and I was like, "Way to go!" I said, "Well, reread Book Six, Zosima's Life and Exhortations." He said, "Okay, I will." So uh, that was my advice. So, so we're right in the heart of of, of I think I, I think it's the heart of the book in some sense because. The uh, the front quote, mm -hmm. the Gospel of John, right? Yeah. John twelve twenty four. Mm -hmm. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth bringeth forth much fruit. This it, this quote comes up right here for the first mm -hmm. time, and I I don't I don't know if it's going to come up more often, but it comes up here. Um, in uh, Zosima explaining sort of the turning point of his own life. Um, and so I noted that. It came up twice, I believe, in this section. I noted that, and I thought, Dostoevsky even thinks this section's important. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. If, if that's going to be his, his, his introduction quote to the whole entire book, mm -hmm. is going to show up right here in this section. So, mm -hmm. so, um, so anyway, let's... We, I mean, unless you have something else to say, let's start no, with the Holy yeah, Scriptures let's just, here. Let's just start it off. Um, so, um, I, I, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued by Zosima's evangelization plan, um, which is give them one hour a week. Yeah, yeah. 
He said, uh, and this is, uh, man, this, I was thinking about all my evangelization classes during this, uh, when he says, uh, bottom of 325, there's no need to build halls for this. Let them take him into his own cottage. What kind of money do you need for, for sort of evangelization in the parish? Zosima says, nothing. None. Here's what you do. You take the kitties and you read to them for an hour a week. And what do you read to them? The scriptures. Job. <laughs> well, he actually says, page 327. Genesis. Try reading them the touching story of the fair Esther and the haughty Vashti, or the miraculous story of Jonah and the whale. Don't forget either the parables of our Lord. Choose especially from the gospel of St. Luke. That is what I did. And then from the Acts of the Apostles, the conversion of St. Paul. That you mustn't leave out on any account. And he just says, give them one hour a week. The peasants will get it. Which I think is fascinating. Yeah. And I... So this this is a theme that came up in your Gregor of Nyssa class when we were reading about Nyssa writing about the lives of different people. Mm-hmm. And each life was a, a kind of a the way he presented the life of Macrona or the life of Moses or the life of Basil, it was um, their their lives were a retelling of salvation history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what's fascinating about reading people the Old Testament, there's something that can resonate with them regardless of whether or not they, quote-unquote, take their faith seriously. Because I think the, the, the struggle of, of the Israelites to freedom is the struggle, I think, that every single person, uh, whether you're a devout church-going Christian or you're just a peasant farmer, uh, it'll resonate with you. Um, And so I I think in some sense you read to them these stories because these are the stories of their life. Right. Uh, And so so of course that's going to make sense. Um, Every life is a recapitulation of Israel's sort of unfaithfulness, God's mercy, and Israel's seeking freedom from... Yeah, and, and being sold into slavery and, yeah. uh, you know, being, uh, and you, can go, you can go through all the, all the, um, the, the, the sort of the torment of, of the individual um, people in the, in the Old Testament. And I, I think that's why you shouldn't think, oh, we don't need to read the New Testament or the Old Testament because we're, we're Christians. And, you know, I think. I thought this was fascinating that he did have such an emphasis on, on the Old Testament. Uh, I mean, not not solely, obviously here, but but you you see, the Old Testament does play a very key role. Especially, doesn't he? He later goes on, or was it earlier, to reflect on Job. Yep, Job. Well, he says it was it was the reading of Job in. Oh, that's right. In the liturgy. Yeah. That brought him to uh, kind of begin to understand the scriptures yes. and the point of the scriptures in one's life. Yeah. It's on page 324. That's right, that's right. Uh, and, and it's also, he also kind of talks about the incense and the glory of the liturgy, which I think is, is an important point to make also, just understanding what the liturgy is. And, and, and if, we, if we live the liturgy in a way that's not... 
not sort of a uh, a a manifestation of the beauty of the mystery of reality, but instead a meeting of a bunch of people who like organ music, as Garrison Keillor says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that if that happens, then I think I think we're going to lose the glory of what uh, of what Christianity is, of what what Christ is doing, and maybe just what human life is. Um, I mean, let me read this passage and make a quick comment here. Uh, this is three twenty three at the bottom. Right before he talks about the reading of Job, he says, My mother took me alone to Mass. I don't remember where my brother was at the time. On the Monday before Easter. He doesn't know where his brother was, but he remembers it was the Monday before Easter, yeah. which I think is interesting. <laughs> I guess it is Holy Week, right? Uh, it was a fine day, and I remember and I remember today, as though I saw it now, how the incense rose from the center and softly floated upwards and overhead in the cupola mingled in rising waves with the sunlight that streamed in at the little window. I was stirred by the sight, and for the first time in my life, I consciously received the seed of God's word in my heart. That, that scene, at, after reading that scene, it reminded me, and maybe it reminded me, you of this too, of uh, Aaron Rich's explanation of his own yeah, conversion yeah. to mm -hmm. Christianity, which happened in a Russian church in Russia. Mm -hmm. And incense was a key factor in him too right mm -hmm. and 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 candlelight it was dark at the time but and holy week and it was holy week yeah you're right so i i think um i mean i think you know uh aaron's own explanation of his conversion has has re-solidified to me the, the importance of liturgy but but then then i read it here again almost the yeah. exact same story yeah. Yeah. zosima explaining and i'm sure Dostoevsky had this experience Something himself, similar. right? Or otherwise, he wouldn't be writing this. Um, that uh, that you know, if we don't take liturgy uh, as as a, as a mysterious encounter with he who you know uh, is beyond being, then mm -hmm. uh, you know, is that seed, as he puts it, right? It, the seed of God's word in my heart is that seed of God's word actually planted in right. one's heart. Right. Um, as 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 he puts it on page three twenty six, right? Uh, only a tiny seed is needed. Drop it in the heart of a peasant, and it won't die. It will live in his soul all his life. It will be hidden in the midst of his darkness and sin, like a bright spot, like a great reminder. Ah, oh, that's a great line. Like, mm. and of course, he's talking about the reading of scripture, which I think is important too. But um, I also think, and 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 of course, I would. Because uh, it's me that, that a liturgy beautifully done is also this seed as yeah, well. Yeah, right. yeah. I um, so I'm shredding this this ballpark here of the, of the book. These pages. I I found his reflection on Job to be fascinating, especially coming on the footsteps of. The rebellion chapter mm -hmm. and um, Ivan's struggling with all of the suffering in the world. How can one love it in light of all that? And what's fascinating about his reflection on Job is that um, there's there's a sense of uh, um, uh, God. In some sense, kind of weeping for Job, but at the same time, um, finding 
um, finding it, I mean, not just like sad and tragic, but seeing like the great love that Job has for God through this. Uh-huh. And I was thinking um, one way to think of Job is as like the Christ figure. So Job only makes sense. The story of Job can only truly make sense in light of Christ and light of the incarnation. So I think what you have with Job is like a prefigurement of, of Christ who, who was this character who, you know, kind of full, um, takes on the same characteristics of Job, has all these riches that are sort of <coughs> stripped of him to the point of like, well, I mean, here Job doesn't 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 die, but but Christ doesn't just have the the the, the sores, so to speak, um, but the hand of the devil does, in fact, touch him and mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. takes his life. So I don't know. I, I I just thought that the the Job story can only make sense by thinking about. Um, the, 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 like the Paschal mystery, and yeah. and therefore I think all all lives that resemble Job, which I think most people to some extent have that experience that they're kind of going through what Job's going through, are in fact only capable of being made sense in light of Christ's suffering in life. And so I don't know I I think I think there is a um, a mystery in suffering that only makes sense in light of not something that gets rid of the mystery of suffering, but in light of another deeper mystery, the mystery of Christ. Right. So, so I think that there's a, um, a uh, um, trying to explain, put that in quotes, um, suffering through um, Christ doesn't get rid of the mystery, but it sort of makes it become a, um, an act of... Uh, um, uh, a love suffering suffering takes on a, a different form even though if it ceases or even though if it doesn't become perfectly like intelligible like why i don't, I don't know if that yeah. is making sense no um, and, and i think you know one of the things zosima seems to be talking about with suffering here which is maybe the antithesis of ivan is um that suffering and joy are not mutually exclusive and yeah. that uh love and joy aren't something that happened when there's no suffering, but it's something that comes about in suffering. And he even says this about Job, um, and, and I think you were pointing this out to me uh, off mic here. Um, he talks about Job's children dying. Oh, yeah. Um, this is 325. Many years pass by, he has other children and loves them, but how could he love these new ones when those first children are no more, when he has lost them? Remembering them, how could he be fully happy with those new ones? However, however dear the new ones might be, but he could, he could. It's the great mystery of human life that old grief passes gradually into quiet, tender joy. And I think that that idea that grief and joy are not exclusive of each other is a revelation of Christ. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, you know, uh, Zosima is sort of the exemplification of this you know one of the things and and 
I, I have to bring this out, even though it's gonna it's it's past where we're we're reading just a little bit, a yeah. tiny bit, a tiny bit. Um, in the breath of corruption chapter, um, when people start saying bad things about um, the people who've always hated the elder Zosima, yeah. start yeah. talking uh -huh. about him after he's dead. This is three seventy six. They say this comment here, which um, I've thought about as we say the rosary and and say the um, the. Uh, Salve Regina, hail Holy Queen, right? Uh -huh. When you talk about the veil of tears. Here's what they say about him. His teaching was false. He taught that life is a great joy and not a veil of tears. And, mm -hmm. and, and that line there makes me think, oh, wow. But we say it's a veil of tears. Maybe they're right, right? Maybe the naysayers are right about Zosima. Mm -hmm. But I think that's because they believe that, there's, uh, that they're exclusive categories. Yeah. Um, tears and joy are exclusive categories whereas zosima doesn't right and and i think um i think christ doesn't right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think that's that's the important thing yeah yeah i yeah i think that's um and it's not and i think that's something that can't really let's see how to put this it's not something that can be understood except by first-hand experience of it because right. otherwise you're going to try to understand understand life either as a veil of tears or as joy that's excluded from it and I think to understand how can you have both requires that you you experience it because we don't have any way to actually talk about it other than to say what seems um, contradictory yeah, right? that it, that yeah. it's that that the the tears become joy, and you think, it, yeah, what the heck does that mean? But unless you've experienced that, you you, you you're gonna you know sort of be thick headed. Yeah, and it seems like yeah, there's like two sides to it. You, if if you think that life is joy without tears, then you're then you're the sensualist. Yep. Right. Uh -huh, you're uh -huh. you're Fyodor. Um, yeah. And uh, if you think that life is a veil of tears. Without joy. Without joy, then you're Farapont. Yep. Right? You're living a stoic sort of, uh, I, I, I could call it, we could call it something like angry Christianity, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was once the angry Christian myself. I mean, I know angry yeah. Christians, right? Yeah. The ones that, that, that think the world is, is going to hell in a handbasket and thank goodness we're separated from. I mean, it's the Pharisee and the tax collector, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh -huh. the one who says, thank goodness I'm not like that loser. Yeah. Right, um, and and it seems to me that I mean Dostoevsky in all of his writings seems to be the guy who says if we do not identify with the tax collector who who in humility doesn't even look up, right, but right. beats his breast and says I, I am an unworthy sinner, yeah. then then we don't we don't know God, yeah, uh -huh, and and uh -huh. I think that that's what Zosima is doing here too, but but we should yeah. keep moving yeah. here, yeah. Um, what, oh, what, last, one last thing at the end of this. Yeah, at with, the very end, three twenty-eight. Talk, talking to the boy. No, oh yeah, oh yeah. About um, the boy, yeah. Uh, which which leads up to. I mean, this is like three twenty-seven. It's leading right into his brother, right? Yeah. So so he. Um, I I love how so this ch the reflection on the holy scriptures ends with the story that when he was traveling around for um, collecting funds for the monastery, they stayed with this. Um, just outside of town, kind of in the woods, yeah. uh, and and he started talking to this um, this stranger, this boy, I think, eighteen maybe that he was, um, 
Uh, only this is at the very bottom of 327. I love I love this right here. Only we two were not sleeping, the lad and I, and we talked of the beauty of this world, of God's, and of the great mystery of it. Every blade of grass, every insect, ant, and golden bee, all so marvelously, all so marvelously know their path, though they have not int intelligence. They bear witness to the mystery of God and continually accomplish it themselves. And, and he goes on to talk about how Christ is with them because they haven't, they haven't suffered. And that, yeah. that what, what this means is that all creation, this is middle of 328, the last paragraph, um, all creation and all creatures, every leaf is striving to the, to the word singing glory to God, weeping to Christ, unconsciously accomplishing this by the mystery of their sinless life. Yonder, said I, in the forest wanders the dreadful bear, fierce and menacing, and yet innocent in it. And he goes on to give this touching story about the bear not devouring the saint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who feeds of it. Very Russian. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think this is also a reflection on beauty. Right, so he begins yeah. begins talking about the beauty of, of, of the world, and then he ends here talking about the beauty as well. Ah, said he, how good that it is, how good and beautiful is all God's work. He sat musing softly. I saw he understood, and he slept beside me a light and sinless sleep. Hmm. May God bless youth. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, that's similar to Alyosha. Yeah, but it's also funny to read May God bless youth when you think about the youth, uh, the other youth <laughs> in oh, the yeah. story, yeah. who are yeah. who are who are these wild, passionate, um, wrathful slash lustful, yeah, um, yeah, you know, uh, wretches in some sense. But um, but he, yeah. he, here's here's another line that that I think is important for beauty's sake. Right? We, we've talked about this before. How you can only really understand the beauty of the universal in the particular. Yeah. yeah. I love this line of this boy uh, at the top of 328, the bottom of that uh, paragraph that continues from the other page. Yeah. Uh, he was a bird catcher, knew the note of each of them, could call each bird. I mean, so he's this like particular, yeah. he has a particular, um, I don't want to say job. It's not a job. It's more like a I mean, yeah. way of life, really, yeah. uh -huh. um, of bird catching. And he says, I know nothing better than to be in the forest said he, though all things are good. I, I, that's a, that line right there just really struck me, right? So yeah. he recognizes, he's, he doesn't say everybody should be a bird catcher, and if you're not a bird catcher, you don't understand what's, what life is yeah. about. Instead, he recognizes that he loves the birds and the forest so much, but it's only one aspect of the greatness of the glory of, of, of yeah. the beauty of the world. And I can recognize the beauty of God in this aspect of his creation, even though all of creation carries with it this mysterious touching of the infinite yeah. and, and this mysterious singing to the word as, as yeah. uh, uh, is it Zosima? Zosima is one who said that. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, you know, first of all, that line you read shows that everything is in some sense Christic, right? It's all, it's yeah. all made by the word and striving toward the word. Right. But the boy understands that like everything is, is it contains within it the universal which is just what beauty is, right? Um, and that even though he knows the birds and loves the birds in the forest, it's not just the birds in the forest. I mean, if he was a table maker, it, was, it would be in table making that he would understand the glory of God, yeah. right? And so I, I love yeah. how he says, 
I know nothing better than to be in the forest, though all things are good. I mean, this is this is this is like right out of the uh, the, the the DC Schindler playbook of yeah. <laughs> love and the postmodern predicament because you have so in that in that paragraph that follows you have yes indeed Zosma goes on yes indeed all things are good and he goes on to say um, uh, it's because uh, all is truth right um, so so I mean you're you're getting this. I mean, this isn't anything like a um, like classical metaphysics, but but I think there's it's a reflection on the the unity of goodness and truth, but ultimately the way the way to see the goodness and truth of things is as it goes on later in that paragraph to say what gentleness, what confidence, and what beauty. It's touching to know that there's no sin in them. Right? So I think it's by seeing the beauty. Of things that you can you can actually recognize what it really means to say that all things are good uh-huh. and all things are true. Uh-huh. I, I think you can say it in, in kind of this abstract way and not fully understand what what does that really mean. Right. Um, but it's right. by seeing the beauty of it that you see. Which is which? To talk about the postmodern predicament. How many people do not experience the beauty of of one aspect of creation because they aren't, yeah. in a sense. Um, living in the real because all they live in is sort of a virtual world or a screen world Mm -hmm. so that they don't they don't know the beauty of the birds in the forest and and it's not and it's not that you need to know the beauty of the birds in the forest you need to know the beauty of something real Um, right right, right. which is which is again kind of it it, it sort of goes to the heart of uh, that book um, shop craft as soul no shop Shop class as soul craft right Where he decided, I'm going to be a motorcycle mechanic, and all of a sudden he started recognizing the beauty of the world yeah. because he's working on something real, yeah. right? And uh, I, I think that uh, this bird catcher it sort of exemplifies that. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's not that you have to. I have to go do motorcycle maintenance in order to see beauty, or I have to go no. do bird catching. Right. That would be that. That would be to just go right against what. The boy was saying, like, yeah. you don't understand what I'm saying. You know, Everything is good. Because if you thought, uh, yeah, that you're, if you thought that, you would already be predisposing yourself not to see yeah. beauty. Yeah. And, and perhaps it's, 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 just, uh, it's just a sign of your own blindness, blindly going into something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and, and even should you go and catch birds, you would not mm-hmm. see this. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe the birds would actually reveal it to you in some way, but... Um, yeah. but you know, he who has eyes to see, let him see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I, I you know, I, 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 I'm already thinking here, Jager, we, we've, we've got to like break this up again. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's just, let's, pre- let's just press on and we'll see what happens. All right, the, all right. the, we'll do the dual mysterious visitor. We'll see, we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, but we, um, yeah, we already talked about his brother, right? Yeah, that um, was that was last time we talked about his brother. Okay, good. Oh, good okay, good. We, that's right because we skipped over the, the scriptures, and I said we should go back and talk about the scriptures. No, yeah. we didn't skip over the scriptures. Scriptures come after his brother, don't they? Yeah, they do. They they come right after his brother because we were oh, supposed to do oh, okay. the scriptures, but we never made it. Okay, so. so the duel we didn't do the duel. Yeah, no, the duel, the duel, and the mysterious stranger. I think are gonna okay. are gonna take up our time here. Okay. <laughs> But let's talk about the duel. Let's, now, let's, I remember when you read the, the was it the first time you read it, and you told me you yeah. just you just gotta mm-hmm. I, you just gotta listen to this. And mm-hmm. so we went to LibriVox and downloaded the duel, and uh, I listened to Bob 
what's his name? Read it to me. Newfelt. <laughs> Bob Newfelt. Bob Newfelt. <laughs> Some random dude in his uh, basement in his pajamas. Incredible. <laughs> An incredible random dude. Incredible. It was a great reading of this. Um, and I remember thinking, yeah, this is this is touching at the heart of, of, of all that we've been talking about over these past six years or whatever. And the beautiful thing about it is you know that it's touching at the heart, but you can't exactly put your finger on. Like, I mean, yeah, there's little bits and pieces, like phrases that, that are great, but something about the whole the whole story you realize kind of is escaping you. At least mm-hmm. I did when I first read it. And mm-hmm. even now, like, I mean, there's there's just something so masterful about the way he, he tells this story that it's hard to exactly say, oh, this is the reason why this is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's really here that you, you recognize Zosima is not, in a sense, merely Alyosha. Mm-hmm. At least Alyosha as we know him to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who, uh, you know, and we all know this guy. Um, since he was seven years old, he was planning to go to seminary. And, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, he played priest in his backyard. And, and uh, he, he bandaged little bird's wings. And, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh, the guy who just is like the little saint walking around. Uh-huh. Right? Which, which kind of seems like Alyosha, which is why uh, I think Rakuten hates him, but it, yeah. which we'll get to uh, yeah. in the next section. Uh, but... Um, that's not Zosima, man. Zosima mm-hmm. is, uh, he is, he's, he's into, as he says, drunkenness, debauchery, and devilry. Yeah, <laughs> right. The three Ds. <laughs> he was not a good guy, right? He was not a good guy. And he specifically talks about how he throws, he fl- I flung myself into a life of pleasure and plunged headlong into all the recklessness of youth. Right after he said, God bless youth. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah. in that chapter before that, yeah. right? um, he talks about his own youth being, uh, in a sense, a, uh, and, and, and maybe those listening now, those youth li- listening now are thinking, ah, but that's me. <laughs> I'm headlong into the 3Ds. <laughs> Which is, uh, I'm not saying, congratulations, you're dressed like Zosima, keep going. Uh, although I am saying there is hope and mercy ahead of you, yeah. should you decide, like Zosima, um, to uh, ask forgiveness from the birds. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which we're getting into here. Yeah. And I, I, you wonder, could Zosima have been Zosima were it not for the, um, the, the trip through the 3Ds? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so the, the trip through the 3Ds, <laughs> um, it, 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 it sort of culminates in falling in love with this girl who was unbeknownst to himself until later already betrothed. Right? Is that what it was? Yep. Yep. She was so he was and like basically making advances towards her, but never he, he wasn't ready to, to pull the trigger and say, Let's get married. Yeah. Although he thought that she was ready for it as soon as he did it. Yeah. And then only later did he find out actually she was engaged to a guy before that mm-hmm. and had been engaged to him the whole time you were like while he was making her. the moves. Yeah. yeah, and that if you had asked her to marry you, she would have said no because yeah. she was already engaged to yeah. a guy. Right. And, and then he felt like a moron. Yeah. yeah. And he and he says, you know, uh, uh, with flushed face, I began recalling how often I had been on the point of declaring my love to her. And as she had not attempted to stop me or to warn me, she must, I concluded, have been laughing at me all the time. In the end, he says he, that, that she probably she, wasn't, that she, she was, was actually pushing him off and yeah. he was just too, yeah. Yeah. like... Wrapped up in himself. Yeah, wrapped up in himself and this, and this sort of infatuation to even recognize it. Mm-hmm. But he's so embarrassed 
that he decides he's going to get revenge on the on the betrothed whom he didn't like yeah like like did nothing to him right 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 yeah didn't even really know yeah i didn't even really know the guy and 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 the guy that wasn't he wasn't doing anything to mm-hmm. him right mm-hmm. and and so um but but this is how zosima you know uh in his 3d 3d life yeah <laughs> <laughs> um sees the world he's embarrassed by his own stupidity and his own failure to see yeah. the world as it, as it really is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and therefore he's going to get revenge on someone else because of his own stupidity right and so he tries to so he he doesn't try he he, he succeeds in he insults him insulting him and uh having a a duel and, yeah and of course this being the 19th century when you insult someone they're going to challenge yeah. you to a duel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I always, whenever I think about duels, I always think about how uh, the Council of Trent legislated specifically in one of its documents. Uh, actually, had a whole tiny document on the evils of dueling huh. and how that should be outlawed. The, the the idea of the duel or the possibility of the duel comes up quite a bit in this book. Actually, in a lot of in a lot of Dostoevsky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this this the life of Zosima and. The early life of Zosman as it relates to loving someone who's already taken uh, and then finding that unbearable. And so wanting to do something that will not actually make it like possible to love that person. Mm-hmm. And that's coming with the next scene. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, the next scene, which is the, the the mysterious visitor, yeah, who basically does the lives the exact same life as Osama, yeah, right, yeah. Um, but we can we will hold off, but just keep that keep that in mind. Yeah. So the turning point in his life, as he calls it, is not the duel, right? So so the guy challenges him to a duel. He basically, in a sense, has to, and it just the, the, it seems like the culture of um, the upper classes at this time, yeah. If you're insulted like this and you don't, uh, I, I mean, he even says like, he's he that the guy was probably afraid that his, his wife would would think he's a loser. Yeah, for him. not challenging him to this duel. Yeah, um, which um, is it's kind of a mystery to me this this whole culture. Yeah, but um, I'm sure it's like it was a huge pressure. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. And so he challenges him, and and Zosim accepts it. Um, and uh, the turning point of his life, you think, is the duel itself, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It happens before the duel, right? So 331, the end of June, and our meeting was to take place at 7 o'clock the next day on the outskirts of town. And then something happened that, in very truth, was the turning point of my life. In the evening, before this happens, right? In the evening before the duel, returning home in a savage and brutal humor, I flew into a rage with my order, Afanasi, and gave him two blows in the face with all my might so that it was covered with blood. Um, so this this servant that doesn't he didn't say it provoked it he didn't do anything to provoke no, him no. he was just angry he saw this guy before him that was below him yeah. and decided to just punch him with all of his might yeah. in the face twice right and and he goes to bed and and as he's going to bed he can't like sleep very well and he feels really bad mm-hmm. and he's like why do I feel why why is this is it because I'm afraid of dying he's like no it's yeah. not that yeah no and and I think it's uh, this is this is so he got up so when he woke up it was day it was daybreak thought the day was breaking I got and the up the birds were singing yeah I did not <laughs> I did not want to sleep anymore I went to the window opened it it I looked out upon the garden I saw the sun rising 
remember he used to play in the garden as his brother told him to. Yep. <laughs> Saw the sun rising. It was warm and beautiful. The birds were singing. Yeah, and the birds are, are, are huge here, right? Yeah. Because the birds, going back to Markle, his brother, yeah. who confesses so, to the birds. Yeah. And then this is going to come up here. Too. Yeah, and so he sees, he, he sort of sees the beauty of everything around him. And then he's thinking, like, what's the meaning of why I feel so vile and shameful? Mm-hmm. Which made me think go back to page 294 i know we're, we're this is this is we're going back but that's fine Whoa, that's wow. 294 making connections making connections this is huge. so 294 <laughs> um i ivan leaves his conversation with alyosha is walking home uh he, he's suffering at the very top there uh, but strange to say he was overcome by insufferable depression which grew greater at every step towards his house Yada yada. Next paragraph. Um, uh, and yet, at that moment, though the apprehension of the new and unknown certainly found place in his heart. What was worrying him was something quite different. Is it loathing for my father's house? He wondered. Quite likely. I'm so sick of it. Yada yada yada. No, it's not that either. So, so Ivan's making the same sort of reflection as yeah. to like, why do I feel so crappy? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, what's what's the real meaning? And then he eventually comes to to, to say like, oh, it's this guy, Smerdyakov. Smerdyakov. Yeah. But I, I I think there's something like really fascinating about the the reflection that Zosim is having here and Ivan's having, which is in some ways the reflection that many people have. I'm so angry and I'm so mad and I'm so hateful, but what's the real like reason for it? Like. Am I really this angry because someone, someone smirked at me? Like, is, yeah. like, could I really be this angry just because of a smirk or just because of a so, someone, you know, someone cut in front of me in traffic? Like, yeah, is yeah. that really possible of making me this? So I, I don't know. I think I think there's yeah. So, but but look at the look at the two answers that they give. Ivan's answer is it's because Smirnikov is such a vain, worthless thing mm-hmm. that I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Whereas Zosima's answer is, it's because I'm a worthless yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's, and, and, and interestingly, what, what, and, and, and I didn't really pick this up until you just read it. What, what made him think this was the beauty of the world. Yeah. Right? It was his experience of beauty. So yeah. he sees the sun, he sees the birds, and, he, and it's warm and beautiful. And then he thought, why am I a loser? <laughs> yeah. In this beautiful world, why am I a loser? And the answer wasn't because Afanasi's a loser. Yeah. Or because, you know, the, 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 the betrothed guy's a loser. Yeah. It was because I, it was because he says at the bottom of 331, it was because I had beaten Afanasi the evening before. Mm-hmm. Exclamation point. Right. Um, that's yeah. the problem. What a crime, he says. Uh, that's, it, it, he's, 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 he's sort of like blown away by his own evil, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he remembers his brother, right? Um, and then I remembered my brother Markle and what he said on his deathbed to his servants, to his servants, notice yeah, that. Yeah. My dear ones, why do you wait on me? Why do you love me? Am I worth your waiting on me? This question of worth, I think, is, yeah. is like, it becomes the, the heart of sort of this conversion, right? What am I yeah. worthy of? Yeah, and, um, and it, was, it was, so you see how Markle treated his servants and here you see... Alyosha treating a servant in the complete opposite 
way. You mean not Alyosha? Oh, sorry, Zosima. Sorry. But I think this is this is question of worth. Is I mean this this was this was what I was so uh, this yesterday was it yesterday? No, two days ago. I was killing chickens, right? Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. killing roosters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was, I, I, I couldn't believe how difficult it was for me to do the actual, like I could do any of the other stuff. Plucking the feathers was fine. Yeah, pulling right? out the intestines. Pulling out the intestines. That was all. That was all fine, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was actually harder work than I thought. Mm. Um, but, but the hardest part was looking at the living creature mm -hmm. and deciding to take its life. Yeah, you have a knife in your hand. And yeah, and, and, it's, and it's perfectly perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. Um, and, and as we were pointing out, the roosters, right? So they're becoming beautiful now. Mm -hmm. yeah. and the roosters are more beautiful than the hens, yeah. which, is, which is interesting. It seems like nature and, and the chicken kind of messed up because, although, although it seems like all animals except for humans, yeah. <laughs> the female's always not as beautiful as the male. <laughs> But that's that's the opposite yeah. of humans. But I, I think I was looking at these roosters, and and the hardest thing for me to do was to take their lives. And and the the feeling, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a feeling, I don't know what something deeper yeah. than that yeah. that came to me as I stared at this rooster's face right before I slit its throat was, I'm not worthy to do this. Yeah. I'm, you, yeah. you, I'm not worthy to receive a beautiful life like this for the sake of the continuing of my life. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Uh, you know, I was thinking of, of kind of this scene and, and Zosima's own understanding of his lack of worth uh -huh, before the uh -huh. beauty of creation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after I finished, you know, slaughtering all my roosters, yeah. I thought to myself, everybody needs to do this yeah. um, because everybody needs to, to, to really have this experience. Because, you know, you go to the grocery store and you, you pick up chicken breasts and a cellophane wrap. There's no way that you can have that understanding of a lack of worth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that an initial reaction would be to say, don't think about it too hard because um, otherwise it's going to be more difficult for you to slit the throat of the rooster. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, yeah. I, but I think, I don't know, I think there's something, um, there's something inhumane in that. Yeah. Um, it's just as if, it's like you you um, you know you're probably going to cry when your parents die or when your 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 you know best friend has to leave and you know you're probably never going to see him again. Yeah. And you you kind of want to say, don't think too hard about it because it's gonna it's just gonna make it like more difficult. Yeah. But that it seems that no the proper human response, the authentic human response is to. Think hard about it, and because in some ways it's it's the pain and the the, the, the difficulty in that that makes it, um, that makes the reality of the the beauty sort of um, clearer to you, uh -huh. right? I don't I don't know. That's, that's Maybe that you that you're united with it, yeah, in a, in a in, truly natural way, human yeah, way, yeah, by your own grief. In your in your grief, yeah, you become united to right. that to that truth and goodness and beauty of, of that other um, yeah so maybe sort of this like don't think about it is actually a rejection of your own humanity yeah and so that i mean that that sort of opens up this bigger question now that maybe all suffering is has that possibility so mm -hmm. all suffering can be redeemed just as like you want to suffer you want to be sad when your best friend is going to leave you forever um like you want sadness to 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 
sort of be the mode of communication here. Yeah. Uh, not because, you know, you, you, you just like sadness, but because it is what communicates yeah. the truth. It corresponds of, to the reality. Yeah, right, right. And so maybe all suffering has that, that ability to... To, to correspond to the reality, we should we should remember this conversation because in the well, next... good thing we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In the in the next section, there is the narrator finally actually oh, yeah. acknowledges yep. his own narration. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, because I always just thought it was like an omniscient narrator, but obviously it's not. Uh-huh. Um, and and the way that he kind of talks about Alyosha in the next section is really almost exactly like yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. He's kind of happy. He's not overly rational. Yeah. 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 So, but but we'll we'll save that for next time. But um, back to the duel here. Um, No more chicken slaughtering. Um, Instead, (laughs) let's talk about Afanasi punching, uh, which which is is somewhat the the similar I think here, right? Um, As he puts it in three thirty two. Yes. Am I worth it? Right. So he recognizes this question of Markle's is his own. It flashed through my mind. After all, what am I worth that another man, a fellow creature made in the likeness and image of God should serve me or worse, should receive my blows, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. really the question. Yeah. That it's, it's his own punching of Afanasi that makes him think yeah, this, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it turns out that he, he has this recognition of his own lack of worth. And it's all because of his brother Markle. His brother Markle's like last, what was it? Um, was it Holy Week that he starts taking communion? I don't remember. Um, um, I think it was Holy, Holy Week. Week yeah. And then he dies in the third week of Easter. So yeah. we're talking yeah. a month of Markle's life <clears throat> is still that little seed that's yeah. planted, the light in, yeah. in the 3D life of, yeah. of, uh, of, of Zosima that comes up here in this moment of crisis. And the crisis is somewhat the duel. Um, but more the crisis of his own, like, like it's almost like the peak of his moral failure happens as his fist flies into Afanasi's face. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like everything else that he has done, all the bad stuff he's done, it's here that it finally throws itself up in front of him and yeah. says, you cannot ignore me anymore. Right. And <clears throat> I think... Um... It's it's therefore it's got to be it's got to be Afanasi that provides the, um, the 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 redemption of of all of his moral failures, right? So I think I think what you have Afanasi is is his his action towards Afanasi is, is kind of the culmination in some ways of all of his like sinfulness, mm-hmm. and therefore I think he has to go to Afanasi. And confess all of all of life's sinfulness, and mm-hmm. say, "I'm sorry for all of that." And mm-hmm. only only the sort of you can can forgive me and redeem me of 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 that. Yeah, and and and, and but again, which is what he goes on and does, to do. right? Yeah, and and again, Markle's uh, Markle's words come up that that the whole world would be a paradise if we only realize that we're all responsible to all for all. Yeah, and he says to himself, God, can that too be false? Though, and I thought as I wept, in truth, perhaps I am more than all others responsible for all, a greater sinner than all men in the world. And this becomes the heart of Zosima's own spirituality. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Um, and, and that whole paragraph's worth reading. Um, but, but then he ends up saying, I, I have to go, I have to go to Afanasi after mm-hmm. what I did. 
So this is still before the duels. About to, it's about yeah. to happen, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's sunrise, it's dawn, yeah. and it's at dawn the duels take place. Yeah. It seems like, at least according to, yeah. to Dostoevsky's character, <laughs> yes. when all the duels take place. And and so, but before this happens, he's he, actually his his second comes right. Yeah. The, his the guy who's supposed to be like the negotiator on his side yeah. in the duel shows up and he says, "Let's go, man." And he's like, "Hold on, I forgot something." Um, and he runs to Afanasi. He says, uh, "He went to straight to Afanasi's little room." Afanasi, I, I mean, if you, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what Afanasi thought when he ran into his room. He was like, "Oh crap!" I yeah, think I myself comes beat again. Up. Here it comes again. Says Afanasi, "I gave you two blows in the face yesterday. Forgive me." I said. He started as though he were frightened, which he probably was, yeah. and looked at me, and I saw that it was not enough. That's that. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And on the spot, in my full officer's uniform. I dropped at his feet and bowed my head to the ground. Forgive me, I said. And then he's completely aghast. I mean, this is like going against everything in, in sort of social convention that, that, the, that the master would bow to the servant yeah. on the ground in his full military regalia because yeah. right? he's, he's ready for his duel. He's dressed up. Yeah. And then Afanasi's response. Yeah. Like, oh. Your honor, sir, what are you doing? Am I worth it? Right? It, it, that, there's that language again. Am I worth it? Um, and uh, he bursts out crying, and then he he jumps up and he goes, "I basically I gotta go." Yeah. Um, and uh, and this is the great. This is the, the the trip to the duel is so fun. Yeah. Have you ever seen a conqueror? I asked my friend. Here is one before you, and he's laughing and he's oh, like, yeah. "Wow, you're a plucky fellow. Yeah. You're ready. You're ready to roll, aren't you? You're ready. You're ready to kick some butt in yeah. this duel." <laughs> Um, and, and, and he's not even thinking about the duel. I know. Right. I know. What's the conqueror, right? Like he conquered himself. That's that's the yeah. key here, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and here's the amazing thing, right? So they go to the duel. The guy has the first shot and shoots at him um, and grazes his face. Then it's his shot, and he chucks his pistol into the woods. Right? Yeah. And, and that's, I think, and it, and it kind of talks about how he thought it was important that he take a shot from him first yeah because otherwise they would say oh he flung his pistol in the woods because he's a coward but he also he also thinks i mean so i think there's that but doesn't he also go on to say um but there's some there was something wrong that i gave you the opportunity to like yeah take take a life and it would have been better in some sense if i didn't but but i i had to do this because because he wanted to be a witness to to the beauty of reality, yeah. Which and and to the and to his this new spirituality, this mark marvel yeah. spirituality that yeah. everybody's responsible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, yeah, he flings his pistol into the woods, and um, he gives <laughs> he gives what I call this sermon uh, here in front of everybody. So everybody thinks he's great. What are you doing? Yeah. This is an insult, and they think he yeah. should like like he's insulting his military uniform yeah. by not shooting back. And then he cries out on page 334. I cried suddenly, speaking straight from my heart. Look around you at the gifts of God. I love this. I mean, these guys got to think he's nuts, which is what they thought Markle was, right? The clear sky, the pure air, the tender grass, the birds. Of course, the birds. Nature is beautiful and sinless. And we, only we are sinful and foolish. And we don't understand that life is heaven. For we have only to understand that... And it will at once be fulfilled in all its beauty. We shall embrace each other and weep. And he says, as he was saying this, there's bliss in my heart. 
And the guy kind of looks at him and he thinks he's crazy, right? And, and all his buddies from the military think he's crazy and, and insulting everything. And it's only when he says he's going to the monastery that they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, here's what, here's, so when I read this, I was thinking, these people just cannot comprehend what the heck is happening here. Yeah. Like, they just cannot understand what's going on until, like, like in some ways, Zosima does not fit into their worldview. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? No sense whatsoever that would lead one to think that this would make um, any any sense. There's no purpose to, to this. Until, oh, that's right. He's going, he's a monk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't laugh at a monk. Oh, we get it now. Yeah. And it, so so I, I think that's interesting the way you put that because it, it makes it seem like, and I, and I think this is what, unfortunately, people here in the West think lots of times too. I mean... Like I'm always talking to students about this problem, where we think that a monk is actually a different nature, <laughs> yeah, yeah, than than a human, right? It's like, oh, you're just a monk, actually. Okay, well, monks do funny things like this, yeah. and really, the answer is no. He's a human, and a monk is a human, and monks do think it's uh, sometimes humans do weird things like become monks because they recognize something like this, right? yeah, about reality, and so I, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a failure to understand that it's um, it's it's just a, a human person who recognizes something. So, so put it. So think about it like this: going into the monastery doesn't explain for Zosima at all why he did what he did. Right. Right. So the being a monk has nothing to do <laughs> with why he threw his pistol and you know on the spot you know bowed to Afanasy yada yada. Right. Monkish. Monkish life had nothing to do with that. Right. <laughs> but, but here's the way the people interpret it. This is, this is interesting. This is, here's what they say. After he says, I'm, I shall go into a monastery. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm leaving the regiment. And then they all burst out laughing. You should have told us of that first. That explains everything. We can't judge a monk. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so they think like, okay, that's why you did it. Because you were going into a monastery. Yeah. But that's not why he did it. Right. right. <laughs> no, no. No, he did it because he's a wretch. Yeah. Right. So, that, so sort of the, the... And the beauty of the world exists. So kind of like the... A, a danger here is that, like, you prematurely judge the reasons for why Zosima did what he did. And you think, okay, I get it. There's nothing overly interesting in why you did this because you were just going to go into a monastery and become a monk. You're, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course. As I mean, if course a monastery doing, explains, yeah. in a sense... The monk. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. It, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and and I I think uh, when I when I read this, I, I I mean this is this was something that always sort of troubled me. In that their reaction, I imagine for Zosima, was something that was kind of hard to bear because they they kind of judge him as if he is now comprehensible and they know. Like they know his life and they know why he's doing this and right. yada, yada, yada. right and but yet at the same time and therefore they don't understand yeah yeah right. yeah right. so I don't know I, I thought that uh, that's a that's a it was a fascinating uh, their, their 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 view of him changes because they can now put him into a category that makes sense in 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 their sort of worldview it has nothing to do with love it just has to do with he's becoming a monk. Yeah, I, I I do love the fact that the that the woman that he was in love with and her husband 
yeah at this time are the ones that actually like to listen to him the most right? yeah. and are more fascinated and they kind of yeah. ask him questions and they're like we're not laughing at you we are the the two people yeah that are not but but again madness comes out here right he says uh, everybody's laughing at him how can you be responsible for all what does that even mean uh and he says at the top of 336 here i have for once in my life acted sincerely and well you all look upon me as a madman yeah uh so it's it's very interesting that um there's this, uh, there's this. Rec- the world thinks of you as mad when you're finally acting true, right? right. And, and this is a big Dostoevskyan theme. I mean, the dream of the ridiculous man is like oh, yeah. that. This is like the whole that's point a, of yeah, that. That's right? the thesis. Um, and so I think I think this idea of why does the world see you as mad um, when when you're finally acting truly human right. and truly sane? Maybe we could say. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where the mysterious visitor comes in, but we're out of time. I know. <laughs> uh. so, so I think we're going to have to do one more on book six here. Right. Because there's a lot of good stuff in Zosima's exhortations, too. Should we, should we just set up the mysterious visitor like, like two minutes? So there's this guy that is at the parties listening to Zosima talk. Yeah. And, and he, he it seems to be more interested... Than everyone. Than everyone. Yeah. About not just not just about like Zosima, why are you why are you doing what you're doing? But kind of you get you get the impression that he is concerned with what Zosima went through because there's something like a, a I share something with you. Right. Um, so I have sort of personal I think the way it's put maybe it's like I have personal reasons and, for and he, being interested and i think um he is he is the one guy who doesn't think that becoming a monk is an explanation yeah because right. he sees him as human and he sees you're like me exactly and i'm not a monk and you see the world as paradise and yes. joy yes and i want that. i want i want to see it like that right. but but well why, why he doesn't, we'll leave that for, <laughs> we'll next, leave that for next time. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, we will uh, talk to you or we'll talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> later. But you can listen. <laughs>